Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, God. Yeah. 2020 Ugh. has changed me in a lot Ugh. of ways. I know. I, I do feel like a different person in, in a couple of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and I feel like it's just expressing itself fully as we get close to saying goodbye for good, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I cried this morning doing, uh, no, it's okay, doing uh, boot camp. I had to stretch my hips out. And for those of you that don't know, the hips hold lots of emotions. And it was just this thing where I just, and maybe it was the cancer full moon, but I didn't feel it so much last night. But I just finished class and I was like, I've worked so hard all year. And then I just lost my shit in a very good way for a few minutes. And I was like, I'm just going to feel it happen to my body. Good um, for you. I uh, Thank you. I was frantically searching um, for a pregnancy test because I can't figure out why my boobs are so big right now. <laughs> And I re- but do you have one at how at the house? Are they out of stock at Walgreens? Like I, frantically- I had a I mean, it's usually a two pack when you buy. Oh, like, and you're like, I know there's another one around here from the old days, from those <laughs> old days or whatever. And it's like I refuse to just admit that I've uh, been eating uncured meats and cheeses mm-hmm. like a medieval king. And I'm mm-hmm. retaining enough water to go mm-hmm. up about two cup sizes but i'm like mm-hmm. i'm pregnant i'm definitely pregnant and god damn it wouldn't that be the worst ending to an already crazy year a goddamn pandemic pregnancy who needs i think you, you got gout tits brooke Oh God! Well, you guys, welcome to Side Work Podcast. Hey, uh, I'm your, hi, I'm your host Andrea Wallace, and I'm your host Brooke Van Poplin. Uh, we both looked so bad uh, mm-hmm. before recording that we decided <laughs> wigs. We're all gout tits and tear stains over here, <laughs> and we're both wearing wigs to record. I do think gout tits and tear stains will be our great comedy duo name when we launch into the future of 2021 uh, on on tape uh, on on the big screen. Oh, this like great comedy duo, gout tits and tear stains. Oh, the, the, the bee's knees. <laughs> Hey, uh, you ever retain so much water you accidentally think you're pregnant with a with a with a andouille sausage, um, a pepperidge a pepperidge farm snack stick? If you know what I'm talking about, and then everybody tries to eat your baby. Can you imagine? Oh my god, it's so much. Um, I turned into a Polish grandmother yesterday, and I was like, let's just make fifty pierogies and like eat all of them. Good for you. I, you know, it's. 
I, let's just say the emotions overcame me. I've been so good about trying to stay at home and, you know, make my own food. But then I was like, wait, 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 wait. We need to support our local, you know, as much as possible. And the minute I got on the fucking, you know, train of thought that I was going to go get a fucking Goldilocks sandwich from Little Rippa, which is mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. lox and cream cheese caper, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. the whole thing. I have, I sat in my car and was like sighing and making weird noises while I gobbled it down. I didn't, yeah. even, I didn't even wait to get home. I was like, oh. It's like the same noises our dogs make when they like lick their buttholes in front of us and yes. we're completely disgusted. They're just like, mm, 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 mm. and you're just like, quit licking your butthole. But then you're like, oh yeah, I made, that's my sandwich eating. Yep. That's me in the car. Couldn't wait the two minutes to get home. And also, I'll be honest too, I didn't want to share it. So no. I fucking, I ate it in the car because nice me, you know, normally. Car eating is secret eating yes, for sure it is i do that too where i'm like i want to pick up dinner but i'm gonna get myself a little extra treat to like <laughs> shove in my fucking face no one needs before, to know before we share the food together exactly <laughs> oh i'm glad you i'm glad you recognize that because i when i'm home home i'm very much like no you have it I, like i'll give someone the shirt off my back and i was like this is just for me just yeah. me <laughs> We're gonna um order. I think we're gonna order masa for tomorrow. Like order so, a uh, going. Are a you little make tamales? No masa. The deep dish pizza place oh, in Echo Park. Oh, good mm-hmm. girl. Yeah, we ordered and a- then make a big crunchy salad. I think that's our speed. That sounds delicious, right? We're gonna pick something up. Don't know what yet, but yeah, I can't cook chill. anymore. I'm like, I need to be done cooking. I know it's okay. I just after we both spent the better portion of our lives cleaning dishes the last week because we were like no we're gonna make a great holiday meal and blah blah yeah yeah he we both were like i don't want to i don't want to do any more dishes oh yeah update by the way update brian is fine nobody got oh yeah yeah. it was we think it was a false positive like generally like he's fine he's back to work it's okay great but he's fine great um but yeah my i have dishpan hands to end out the year yep like i mean my hands look like they're so decrepit and like dry looking i was just like oh god like i literally it looks like my skin's like not like really pretty and healthy then i put my my hands on my face and it looks like a like a 90 year old like woman like i don't know it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot this pandemic has changed us 2020 we're not we're not getting out unscathed you know no so, no way and that's no what way. that's what we're gonna jump into later in the show but well, we're gonna rant about it the whole the fucking whole time time but uh, I'm surprised both. this isn't the haircut I accidentally gave myself <laughs> in quarantine. <laughs> uh, for those of you who uh, can't visualize us like, well, who can't see us, truly see us. Uh, Brooke and I are donning wigs yes. today mm-hmm. because we were just like, how do I just like, how do I just put a cherry on the turd? <laughs> <laughs> like I look so bad that a that a ill shaped wig is better than what I looked like. Better <laughs> before I'm waiting to wear this wig. I never get to wear this wig. I think I like this is the wig that was like in my trunk. 
for like a year because it would it would I would I would I would do sketch shows for a long time. Oh, yeah. And this was just always the wig that like it lived in my trunk like for two years well, once. It has It'd be so funny when I clean my car out. Oh, it's the best. It has such strong Karen energy in it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But what's great mm-hmm. is you're reclaiming the power because you're Andrea. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's true. Carandria. I also think it really is like a great like late 80s, early 90s aerobics instructor haircut. Yes. Um. <laughs> it looks it looks fantastic. It's fabulous. Well, uh, guys, we don't know what you want anymore out of us uh, in terms of merch. Maybe maybe we made a mistake and you want Sidework Podcast wigs, you know? I don't really know, but what we do have are posters <laughs> and, and t-shirts. And t-shirts. Uh, apparently, I love my fucking t-shirt. I, it's great. It's so good. But those are still out there. I know we're broke. Let's get those two thousand dollars stimmies. Which fuck Mitch McConnell. But anyways, uh, hey, listen, somewhere down the road, you know what to do. Where to hit us up if you want that merchandise? We'll mail it to you. Um, and guys, please go out on Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't listen to us there, please rate, review, and subscribe. Saw a few of you come through for us. Thank you. But we need more of you. That would be such a great little, um, really nice little bow on the end of yeah, this. Just wild put it on your resolutions list of the year. Right? <laughs> Tie a, a string around your goddamn finger. Uh, and just by the way, if you see my stoned dog wandering around in the background, He's uh, he pinched something in his neck again and he's on painkillers and muscle relaxants and it's making me really nervous. Uh, I totally just imagine him on like the fucking hippie ship in the movie Soul. Just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> you got a little slice of hot dog for me. You want you want to add some more painkillers and a hot dog? Uh, um, but also, you guys remember, you can join our Patreon if you have not yet. Uh, different amazing tiers. You tier one, you just give us some money because you like us Mm -hmm. that's it just here's some money tier two a little more money you get to see all of our awesome bonus content uh and then tier three you get like pretty much everything you get a poster you get bonus content a chance to hang out with us and have shift drinks there's a lot out there and it's really not that much money and we're having tons of fun like on patreon fucking newbies who are creating extra content just for you guys um and we have two new members we have sarah guest and we have Wendy. Is it Cartier? Like uh, is the, it Cartier? Like the, like the Cartier. Or Cartier. Either way, um, we see you. We're so glad yeah. you joined. So happy. Thanks, you guys. Yay. Um, yay. Like, I'll tell you right now, our Patreon members uh, get to see us in wigs. They do. <laughs> We're recording this this episode where the, the the cameras are on right uh sometimes you know i mean i feel like the camera's always on when i'm at a wig but like really the camera's <laughs> on <laughs> oh yeah 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 wait oh so oh, just here's a fun life hack um i delivered uh i administered some of the the liquid painkiller to my dog mixed in with some eggnog because fucking dogs love some eggnog (laughs) slurp that shit down he didn't take all of it and then winnie came in and accidentally finished it so she's on a small dose of accident when he's on winnie winnie got some too yep when he got the sloppy opioid seconds for the dog (laughs) we're ending the year i'm just i'm gonna take what's left of it and 
put some bourbon in there and end strong uh, too. We give we'll we'll put whipped cream in Indy's food bowl sometimes as a treat. Oh yeah. And if you just if he hears like the shaking of the can, he'll fucking fly nice. from wherever he's at. And like this guy, I've never seen him like lick a bowl more fiercely. Like <laughs> you'll just hear it like rattling and pushing up. He just like pushes it up against a wall and just fucking. <laughs> He it's it's a, it's a good it's treat. A gratuitous. It's I, gratuitous is what it is. Good call. Good call. I need a can in the fridge for these guys to get them to take their opioids. Right. Oh, also. Well, is it a pill form? It's liquid. Liquid. One is liquid. The other is like a gigantic fucking pill. So we just got another tip. I know this. So this is basically just like Brooke and I having a conversation right Arth- now. Arthritic, exchange, arthritic dog information. Corner. Yeah. They have little pill pocket uh, treats. We yes. just got. I love yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, they're amazing. They're made out of peanut butter. Right? And you I just like put in there. snacks myself. Oh, they're delicious. <laughs> I put my pills in them and take, and that's how I take my pills. So I take my sure. antidepressants. I put them in a little <laughs> peanut butter pill pocket. Well, speaking of some fun antidepressant segue, you want to jump into these really fun headlines yes. that we have? Oh, good. These, this is just a real feel good moment here, you guys. Uh, if you haven't seen, uh, this was just in the good news spotlight in De- South Daytona Beach, Florida. A longtime Taco Bell employee known as Taco Bell Joe, whose name is Joe uh, DeChico. That's how I'm going to go try and say it. Yeah. The DeChico. DeChico DeChico. Yeah. Something like that. He was surprised by all of his beloved drive through customers. They went throughout the community with a Facebook group, first of all, being like, hey, let's honor and surprise and give $50 gift cards to some of our favorite restaurant or um, fast food workers. Start nominating people, everybody, and we'll do this once a month. And everybody started writing in and nominating Taco Bell Joe. He's a 70-year-old, right? He's a 70-year-old who knows every customer by name, knows their orders. He goes out of his way to brighten their day. And so everyone in the community was like, $50 ain't going to cut it. So when she was like, I don't know, what do you guys think about $300? They blew past that goal line. She's like, $500? And once she raised it to $500 goal, it actually reached six thousand dollars i love this shit and they yeah they drove through presented him the the gift of gratitude for his years of service i mean he's just like crying tears of joy 20 years he's worked at this taco bell people like and there's people in it who are like if i'm having a bad day like this couple says they'll drive through the taco bell drive-thru just to see joe because he like lifts their spirits and another person said that he will bring out-of-state guests like through the Taco Bell for like friends to meet him. Yes. I mean that's fucking crazy. And he's like he's like your favorite bartender, but your drive-through Taco Bell guy. Like, you know, and I mean, I'm not gonna lie, if this guy was a Del Taco fucking uh cashier, it's <laughs> a Del Taco de Chico, the de Chico Del Taco. <laughs> <laughs> but he has such such an amazing outlook on the job. He's quoted as saying, this job has been an enormous blessing to me. It has brought out the best in me. I have wonderful customers. They give me strength. They give me wisdom. They give me vitality. And these wonderful people are the true meaning of Christmas. That's so great. I am very curious to know what shift he works. (laughs) 
I know. <laughs> like, I feel like he's not working till like 4 a.m. You know what no. I mean? Which is maybe he started that way. Who knows? But like the point is this story is great. I just I just know that there's different people that come in at different times to a Taco Bell. And I'm sure they all get like the same amazing service. I, I picture him lunch rush, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Well, we salute also the really fantastic citizens and customers in Florida who really delivered a fantastic gift to someone who, you know, does does that simple job that we treat like it's thankless. But, you know, it's it's amazing what um, you know, what these people do for a living and how they can even elevate a really simple job and make it so much more. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Love it. Um, next story. We've been sitting on this fucking gem of a story for a minute. Uh, out of Alabama, cops discover an illegal winery operating out of a sewage plant. Oh boy! In uh, so authorities busted a large illegal winery and a wastewater treatment plant in a small Alabama town, uh, in Rainsville. When it rains, it poursville. We all know that saying of that. <laughs> It's about 100 miles northeast of Birmingham. So an anonymous tip came through that there was possibly an illegal wine operation happening in a municipal building. Turns out, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, And apparently it's at home. Wine production is totally illegal in Alabama. So the cops just snatched all. Well, it's everything up. It's illegal past. They're the legal amount of wine to oh, make it five oh, gallons. Five yeah, gallons you can't make more than five gallons per year per family. Home wine, right? At home wine, but this really takes the term toilet wine to a whole other stratosphere. Um, I imagine, <laughs> and they're the like the biggest toilet you've ever seen. Wine, it's it, everyone's toilet wine. It's really, really. Uh, it's concerning, just to say yeah. it is a wastewater treatment plant. Oh, uh, where yeah. they you know, I'm I don't know what kind of wine they're making, what kind of varietals. Mm-hmm. Um uh, uh Cabernet Toilignon, like a like a Sure, sure. I can't think Merlot, Toilot, 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 a Cabernet <laughs> Bidet. Um <laughs> You know, but yeah, I, they're like you. Have you tried Sh- shitter Chardonnay? Shitter Chardonnay. No, they're good. Chart one. Chardonnay. <laughs> Chardonnay. <laughs> Sorry, ah, stupid. Uh, gru. A uh, gru. I wanted like a gruner, but I want to like add urine. Gr- gru. What about urine? Gr- gruin. What about a groaner? Felt liner. I- <laughs> Oh my god! Have you, uh, have you, Andrea? Have you tried pairing it with the cheese plate that they make at the recycling center? Hell yeah, you, I haven't. You, I haven't. I, but I assume that uh, that those things will all be repaired together in the next batch of wine. You know what I mean? Yeah, know what I mean. Um, um, this is this gives me um, uh, prohibition feels. It when does. We, when we were talking about all the different states and all the different laws and how much you could make at home and how much you couldn't and how you know if if basically this would be legal if they got every single person in the town to make their own five gallon or like said like well this belongs to this person and that belongs to this person then it would be a legal operation because that's how they did that shit during prohibition sure is everybody that's why you even get like a fucking five-year-old to make their own goddamn five gallons of wine because that's a family member okay he didn't say anything about the age um 
and I'm looking at the picture of of the take, you know, what what was confiscated and it looks like some squirrel jelly level toilet wine. Um <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, there's I was like is that tang? Is that <laughs> No, that's just that's just really dehydrated human piss. Yeah, that's definitely like diarrhea poo poo pee pee mixed together as a base for all the other no, Aww. I don't know. I you know, you think sewage plant, you think toilet wine, but you know, I I have a friend who makes closet hooch. And he uses like uh, Sunny D or like High C Punch and then he ferments it and it's like blue yes. raspberry flavor. I mean, it'll take you a place, but the place you end up at, oh boy, Bluesville in your brain and your stomach mm. the next day. Like it just kills you. It robs you of oh, all your serotonin. Oh, <laughs> completely. It's a serotonin heist, you know? Yowzers. It takes it all away. Oh my God. <laughs> Should we go straight from headlines to where we normally go, which is to some server submitted stories? Okay, here we go. Hey, babes, I thought I would share this tidbit from my favorite New Year's Eve fail. I worked in a popular restaurant in Williamsburg for a few years, and I always volunteered to work New Year's Eve because of my standing requests off for the 4th of July, my favorite holiday in New York City, and Christmas. Plus, the money is usually great. Unfortunately, the manager shit the bucket that year by forgetting to put together a prefix menu and did not advertise a single bit of hype for it, meaning that basically no one came in that night. It was a crew of some of the more heavy drinkers and the most lax manager uh, that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you can imagine, with no one to talk to about each other and it being a holiday, we started drinking fairly early (laughs) in uh, that night. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With only our most loyal regulars in the bar, it was only spurred on. (laughs) As the bartender, I had suggested putting a table of a couple glasses to fill just before midnight for a countdown toast. And the table had been set sometime around 7 p.m. Well, with all the laughing, chatting and drinking, we completely forgot to keep our eye on the timeline. Midnight approaches and without notice... uh, Around 12.15, I checked my phone and realized uh, I was now the one who had shit the bucket. I quickly ran over to the table with the bottles of the Blanc de Blanc in my arms and started pouring. We handed them out to the eight people in the place, and I started counting down from 10 with the others joining in. <laughs> we all cheers and laughed. Not sure how many people noticed how late it was, but it made for fun at, during the night nonetheless. We closed that shit up early and fast and stumbled down to a great Polish dive bar where we took shots of Fernet and played darts until 4 a.m. Yes. Yes. Suffice it to say, I somehow made it home alive and woke up very hungover in the new year. Uh, I love the pod. Stay safe out there, Reba. This is, I love this shit. You're just like, well, we're dead. Let's get fucked up. I like, like it's this night ain't happening. It never took off. But somehow it did take off because you were having so much fun that you didn't even notice the tolling of midnight. That is beautiful. It is. To like not like people like they hone in so much on this holiday. You know, we've talked about it before that it's like amateur night in a way and people just like they put so much stock into like that fucking countdown, like that fucking kiss, like the whatever, the pressure of bullshit. The fact that it was just done and everybody did a quick countdown to me that is that's like one of the most beautiful stories we've ever had on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you know, I, I also have to or say the sentiment of it, you know, there was there was a time where my group of uh, rowdy comedian friends when we were allowed to do comedy was still living in Brooklyn and Park mm-hmm. Slope. And we had our Julia and I had our show at Freddie's back room at Freddie's bar. And uh, after our show would get out, we'd always go sit in the main bar or go next door to shout out South, which was one of our favorite places. I love you, both those I bars I know so much. you do. And we've had some great hangs there. But we would always, after probably like drink number six, we did this all the fucking time. We thought it was so funny. Someone would start yelling, 10, 9, 8. <laughs> and like, and drunk people, they just go, they're like, yeah, 7, 6. And then the whole bar, we just kept counting down to New Year's Eve, like just any night of the week. And then the whole bar's like, yay, 1, happy uh, New Year. An amazing runner, if I've ever heard one. And we just did it all uh, the fucking time. It was so fun. I miss being drunk and rowdy in bars where everybody knows you and they're just like, oh, my God, those guys are so fucking hilarious. Right. And I'm <sighs> sure that's what they're thinking. Those guys are so fucking hilarious. <laughs> Get the fuck. Go home, Brooke. Because I lived across the street. Like, Go home. You did. It was like a little triangle of. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For triangle sure. of alcohol abuse. Next story. All right. Hello, Andrea and Brooke. Before I get into the story, I just want to say I started this podcast from the time I heard about it about five months ago when it was mentioned by last podcast on the left. Caught up in two months. Wow, dude. I love listening, reminiscing about my time being a server. Great people, great times, and a lifetime of friendships. Thank you for this. It's been fun. That is so cool. On to the story. I used to work at a respected establishment in Decatur, Georgia, named after an American writer and humorist that was born on November 30th, 1835. Shouldn't be too hard to figure out. And it was coming up on their 20th anniversary of being a respected brew pub in the city. Imagine, if you will, a Dave and Buster's and make it mom and pop operation. Oh, wow. That is the establishment. Interesting. Right? Okay. Earlier in the week, the owners asked me and my buddy Jason if we would work the doors the night of New Year's Eve. This was about 10 years ago. So me and Jason decided to go get some t-shirts made so that the regulars won't confuse us for working the floor that night. Okay, that's smart. Totally. It was something fun to do and a reason to bond. We ended up in Little Five Points in Atlanta and got two shirts made that said Sammy Davis Security. (laughs) (laughs) To note that we were made up of one black guy, me, and one Jewish guy, him. I love that. And Sammy Davis Jr., as we know, happened to be both. So it was funny and relevant. I also happened to meet one of my best friends in the world that day. Jason's good friend, Andrew, is now one of my best friends in the whole world. All right. So the night comes. I believe that New Year's Eve was on a Tuesday or Wednesday this particular year. And we had it all. A DJ, a fully stocked bar of local beer, our beer, spirits and liquors of all types and champagne that took up a whole wall in the cooler in the kitchen and really good food. So outside of one or two people trying to enter through the back, just a couple of entitled regulars, no big deal. The night went very well. This sounds perfect, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were having a good time eating, drinking, dancing, playing pool and darts. It's a good time. This sounds like where I'd want to be if I was at a bar. You know? I love a party like this. It's just like, here's your money. Eat and drink. Be merry. Yeah, I love. It's, like, it's not one of those clubs I'm, with a hundred dollar t- like cover to get no. in. And it's, it's also ugh. like the kind of time where you're like, if I want to have three drinks in front of me at one time, is that OK, guys? And yeah. everybody's like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
live your life. It's New Year's Eve. No one cares. Yeah. Yeah. So sometime in the night, a little person comes in with his buddies. Nothing to note at the time, but it involves him at the end. I'm watching football on the closest TV, answering questions, refusing alcohol. And, you know, because everyone tries to give everyone shots. So good yeah, for yeah. him. He was refusing yeah. it probably up to a certain point. She said, okay. I'm just vibing how I can. So with about 10 minutes left in the year, poppers and champagne flutes were being passed out. I got passed one of each by my boss who was handing it out. And then the countdown, as we all know, five, five four, four, three, three two, two, one. Happy, happy New Year. New Year. Yeah, okay, so poppers are going off. Drinks being crushed. Hugging friends, co-workers and regulars. All is well. About five minutes later, I see the little person wobbling around. I go to him and ask, hey, you Okay. He just mumbles and I say, all right, I think I'm going to cut you off. Okay. More inaudible mumbles from him. So I went around to the bartenders and servers and let them know that he was cut off. And soon after I myself was cut. The night went off without a hitch. People are still having fun, dancing and all that. And my boss hands me a whole bottle of champagne. I'm drinking from it. And again, going around, giving out hugs and sharing the bottle. I finished and I said that I would be back to help with cleaning after I got back from the bar up the street that a few friends worked at. Good man. He's a good man. Yeah. As soon as I, as soon as I left work, I remember putting my hands in my jacket and thinking, I'm going to miss something so funny or cool that I will hate myself forever for it. Eh. Anyway, went up to the bar, saw my friends that worked there, wished them a happy new year, took a couple shots, had a beer or three, can't remember, Hmm. laughed and talked, then went back to work. I was a bit buzzed, but nothing I in my late twenties couldn't handle. (laughs) I, (laughs) I know, right? I get back to work and I walk in. And as predicted, my coworker hits me with with what I knew would happen. Just so you know, at the time I was a six foot six, 320 pound semi-athletic black guy. Now I'm six foot six, out of shape black guy. So <laughs> I was kind of fit. My coworker looks me dead in the eye and goes, dude, where the hell have you been? I told her I went up to the bar up the street. Why? You know, and she said, Well, you know that guy you cut off? Yeah, he tried to maliciously headbutt somebody, face planted, and we had to carry him out. Oh, no. All I could scream is, damn it, I knew it. That was the moment I knew what would happen. It took five of them, his two buds, and three of my coworkers, including the one who asked me where I went, to carry this guy out. And to this day, I still hate that I missed potentially the funniest thing I could have ever seen. I know, dude. He did. I mean, anyone getting headbutted, uh, amazing. I'm sorry this email is so long, but I sincerely appreciate you ladies and everyone involved in the podcast. It is one of the few things I look forward to every week. Ah, same here. Same here. Happy New Year to you all. Godspeed, good health, and good tips, Jarrett. Nice. Uh, You know, it's amateur night, like we said before. Right. And whether you're a seasoned drinker, whether you're a six foot six, 320 pound black guy or like a literal little person, everyone has their limits. Everyone is capable of getting to a place of maliciously wanting to headbutt somebody on New Year's Eve. That's the stuff that's going to happen. It's true. Not to mention, like, even if you have had a meal, even if you like there's just an energy to the night where it's just like you could have three drinks and be so drunk that you get cut off and fucking fight. Like, it's a weird. <laughs> don't you think it's a there's a weird energy on New Year's sometimes. It's fun, especially when you choose to do it in public, which, you know, you got to choose wisely. Um, I just also was thinking back to my years in Brooklyn. I used to hang out at a spot in uh, Park Slope called Bar Four. And because we were buddies with every bartender and we were 
you know, they stayed up until like seven in the morning. It was, oh, it yeah. was ridiculous, but I remember it was still dark outside and I was like, I should go home. And I, it was walking distance to my house, but probably not smart to do that shit alone. Whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm but, so you know, lucky. You did it. Cause you were, I, there are several like walks homes that I did in Chicago, like wasted where I was just like, huh? Like looking back, I'm like, Hmm. Oh, that was, okay. I'm lucky. But I remember I got like, it was, covered in ice the streets and the sidewalks were covered in ice i stopped into a bodega that was obviously still open i was just like hello you know i need a snack i need Can you a help me snack stat um and then i was still probably two full blocks from home and in the middle of a big like fifth avenue in brooklyn huge i slipped feet went out from under me landed on my back but my my puffer coat everything was so huge that it yeah. <laughs> it was really comfortable and yeah. i remember laughing and i laid in the middle of the street and ate doritos <laughs> uh-huh. and then i got up and went home the rest of the way but i was just like there's nobody out you know it's new year's day now i'm lucy goosey i'm lucy goosey and i'm yeah that is I love that story. Fuck, I'm drunk. Okay, guys, last story. And thank you for- Last ever submitted story of the year, Brooke. (gasps) I know, and I'm glad because Christina has another one she sent us, but we're saving it for a different occasion. So I'm glad you wrote in another holiday appropriate one, Christina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hey, gals, Christina, coming at you all the way live from quarantine San Francisco. I wanted to write in with one of my experiences working through the holidays as a server that taught me a valuable lesson. (laughs) Don't be that Christmas bitch because you never know who might invite you to moon dance into the new year with an infamous troubadour from a bygone era. That's a great (laughs) opening paragraph. (laughs) The day was December 26, 2015. And uh, and though our teeny steakhouse did close on the 24th and 25th, I was on the schedule for the day after Christmas. As all industry veterans know, there is a lull after Jesus's birthday that's hard on the wallets. Uh, I was furious that I had to cut my time short with my super fun batshit insane family to drive back to San Francisco to make 12 bucks, <laughs> give or take. Ugh. It was a shift of tumbleweeds and broken dreams. (laughs) (laughs) But the hard rule of let's call it the raisin bread. Yeah, she's giving it a fake name. I think it's a Mm -hmm. really famous spot in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds that seems so. so Yeah. So she refers to her restaurant as the raisin as the raisin bread. So that was open 365 days a year. Um. Yeah, that's what you're saying. And the kitchen never closed before 1 a.m. So cuts weren't a thing, but late night service industry uh, brethren getting off and coming to our bar. This was a thing. I'm sorry. I got, I'm just going to. And, you know, that's just what happened. Um, and they would toss sweaty wads of money uh, at them. And that was the thing. They were a late night steakhouse. Like, that's it. Okay. Coming back to it. <laughs> I'm, re- re- I'm taking a breath. And okay, I can so take was- over halfway if you need. All right. Oh, no, no. I'm good. I just got like, you know, so. Uh, it was 12.56 a.m. And all hope for a while. Yeah. You, you go. Okay. Bro. All right. Andrea. <laughs> all right. Truth. I'm going to tell you guys right now. I've been suffering through some vertigo lately. So I'm super focused. But when things like. Like when something like throws me off, I get a little spinny. So Brooke's you do. Gonna take away I, from here. And I don't want you to stress because we're going live and I don't want you to feel like. Yeah. like <laughs> oh, we are live, girl. Let's do it. Performance anxiety. <laughs> OK, so to continue. 
It was 12.56 a.m. and all hope for a white whale tip was lost. I had started doing the closing duties a little early so I could jet out of there at 1.15, did paperwork, batched the credit card machine, rolled the roll-ups, filled sugar caddies, and broke down the dining room, including closing the curtains and killing all of the lights. Right as I was about to call the kitchen, I looked up to see that a six top had seated themselves in the pitch black oh. dining room and were looking at me expectantly. Oh, ouch. Okay. Mind you, bar wench behavior was acceptable at this old school institution. So I wasn't about to spare them my boiling rage. I walked up and said, seriously, guys. Nice. <laughs> oh, did we not make it? My phone says it's 1257. The ringleader pleaded. And they didn't have menus. So I reply, yeah, the kitchen closes in three minutes. So unless you can order right now, I snapped. Oh, please, please, please. We're all industry. We'll make it worth your while. We promise. Ah, the kiss of death, I thought. The ones who say that never do. I grudgingly consented and sprinted back to the kitchen to tell them we had gotten our second table of the whole evening. Oh, God. (laughs) They, too, had finished up cleaning. And turning everything off. So, of course, I got screamed at and called several things in Spanish that, despite not being bilingual, I knew were not complimentary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I returned to the table, still pretty pissed off, they did bang out an order lightning fast and requested one more shot of Fernet than there were guests at the table. I figured there was at least one alcoholic or someone who'd had too many Karens that night, but it was actually for me. Funny how quick the food comes out when the line cooks want to leave. Their whole order luged out like a greased weasel. There was literally nothing left for me to do until I had to kick them out at two. So when they asked if I'd like to join them, I said, sure. They started telling me about their work, a private yacht club in Sausalito, which if y'all don't know Sausalito, it is so pretty. It's Mm -hmm. over the Golden Gate Bridge, just on the other side um, when you start going up into... um, uh, Muir and Woods, Marin. And, uh, Marin, that whole county is so gorgeous. So they apologized for crashing my almost early clothes and said they'd thought of something that would make it up to me. Oh, so then I'll, should I, should I Yeah, know? you ready? Okay. Yeah. Um, are you working New Year's Eve this year? Someone asked. Actually, for the first time in like eight years, I'm not. Well, we're having a private concert at the club and I'm pretty sure we can get you in as a plus one if you're interested. That sounds cool. Who's playing? Van Morrison, said the <laughs> ringleader lady. Um, Really? Are you just wine wasted now? Because if it's OK, it's OK if you are. So you don't have to promise me stuff. I'm, I'm just happy with another Fernet. <laughs> they assured me they were serious and I got a confirmation text the next morning by the sober light of day. New Year's Eve, I got to see Van Morrison perform to a group of about 50 people with my BFF at an open bar with a panoramic view of the city. I just got chills. After Sir Ivan finished his set, we ended up chit-chatting over drinks with him, and Kylie even got his email. It was something, something at AOL or (laughs) earthlink.com. No fucking surprise at all. No. One of the late night Boxing Day Raisin Bread crew was a handsome mariner living on a sailboat anchored out to sea so he wouldn't have to pay for a slip. That's interesting. I didn't know it at the time, but he would become the first of three semi-homeless men I would date that year. The boat, the van, and the yurt, respectively. (laughs) 
Boat dude showered at, uh, showered at the yacht club once a week and dried off with his soiled clothes. And Vanbro dumped me to go herd goats and build mud huts in Ecuador. At least your guy had a PS3 and a toaster oven. Jesus, Christina. <laughs> you finish it out, Brooke. Okay. Good lord, you you are. I, I have a I have an ex call. I have a few exes. One I call Bath Bucket. Another <laughs> one I call Backwoods Backwoods. Whatever. There's ugh, anyways. As always, I enjoy the shit out of your show and will forever treasure my front row seats to the wacky shit show that is how we make our livelihood. Godspeed. And remember, if you're intrigued by a grown man with an ambulatory home, save yourself the trouble and just get a pet turtle. <laughs> Christina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a great story, too. I it's, love. I mean, you just never know. Rich people have it all. You know what I'm saying? They've got yeah. the connects. They can get Van Morrison to play a private New Year's Eve party in a yacht club. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and obviously not not every uh not every last minute table ends up being this kind of Cinderella story. <laughs> no. But that's <laughs> But a it's great sure nice one. when they when they do. It, it really, really is. Oh gosh. I'm, you know, I think as I've gotten older. I either want a really great, you know, party at a friend's home where I know a bunch of my friends will be. Same. Otherwise, I, I'm kind of like, I'd, I'd like to be traveling and just somewhere else. Just, totally. Just, just gone. Like not even, you know, being like, even if we just have a weird little toast at midnight in some corner bistro, but we're off. You know, in Europe, something fantastic like that. I'm, I know. Wouldn't that be fucking amazing? It like, would be I don't pretty know, great. Like in Singapore, something like just like <laughs> insane where you're just I don't know, where it's just like a whole different tradition of how to ring in the new year. Not just the shit that you've like right. you know, grown up with, which I think is fine. I think banging pots and pans and drinking and like being paranoid about who that you don't have anybody to kiss or I don't fucking know. <laughs> but like I just I think it'd be nice to, to switch it up as much as humanly possible. So I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, everyone, make the best out of this year. Stay safe. Be smart. We've come so far. So don't ruin it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like we said, that's our last server submitted story of 2020. Uh, We definitely have some like under our belt that have already been submitted. But remember, you guys, get those stories into us. We are looking for an entire new batch in 2021. We love hearing your tales. Please send them our way uh, over at sideworkpod at gmail.com. All right. This is where Brian goes, dun, dun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, For those of you watching. uh, Well, let's 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 uh, jump into the topic of the day, which is we're just we're just going to gab about 2020. Yeah. Guys, guys, we're we're dropping the check on 2020 right now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We've been cut. Uh, We see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, It includes a shot soon <laughs> oh, i mean yeah. more sh- i mean shots and then shots arm shots, shots mouth shots 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 that's the only time that brooke and i have ever fucking done that i swear because <laughs> i want that vaccine yeah the next time we do that is when we do go to cabo together to an all-inclusive uh, which is on the maybe maybe we'll have some sort of side work podcast uh mexico all-inclusive <laughs> Let's do a side work podcast cruise and I'll get kidnapped yeah, in Mexico. Blah, blah, blah. Woof. Okay. Barf. Um, but yeah, you know, we were, we were chatting and we're like, God, what should we do? Like to kind of like start this off. And we were talking about maybe we talk about like some sort of clearing spell that could really. Uh, I, I really. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. like using household items or maybe if you're still going into work, hopefully, you know, and you're staying safe, like items you could find just around the restaurant right. that could help you to clear out the terrible energy to open up yourself for the good new energy in 2021. Right. And because we're part time witches who love, yeah. you know, just to cast spells and do all right. the woo woo Los Angeles stuff. Let's walk you through some practical magic babies <laughs> that we just made up. Yeah. So this spell should be done on the light of the moon. Now we just had a uh, full moon in cancer. So lots of full moon energy amongst us right now. But if you don't have that, this can also be done under a heat lamp. Sure. Because um, you're working a patio in the, outdoors or in the kitchen. Yep. Either one, either one works in our opinion. Okay. <laughs> So what you can do is um, I vote anytime you clean the salt shaker, just have a little, you know, salt's a very witchy substance. Mm-hmm. You can pour a little out for luck. You can make an offering to anybody, you know, like whatever you want to do. Just like put intention behind it, like toss a little over your shoulder, then probably promptly clean it up because no one wants to be that asshole <laughs> that's just throwing <laughs> salt all over the place. Uh, yeah, you're not going to get out of work without cleaning that up. So just know, like, but have intention behind it. Put some magic um, in there. Yeah. Right. Write down your wishes on a guest check pad, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And then and then burn it on the on the on a, a table's uh, little tea light, you know, be like, yeah. this is I'm I'm no, it's just, it's just magic. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not my, trying to wig, cause my arson. wig is itching. I have to do a wig. Yeah. Itch. Wig, wig adjustment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Burn those intentions. Burn those wishes. Um, Even if it's just like whatever you want it to be, whatever, whatever your is in your heart or, or write your little wish on a guest check pad and you fold it up and keep it in your apron, you know, where it's safe and it can incubate and it can manifest. And then when you're ready to release it, then you set it on fire. Oh, or you could fold it up a bunch of times and use it to balance a wobbly table. That too. Now, that, that's, now that's an intention and in it. Yeah. A f- fine balance with your intentions. <laughs> um, next. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to marry a ketchup. There's no mm-hmm. magic behind this. This is just part of the job. Okay. So moving yeah. on. Le- but legally, like <laughs> legally, you have to wet a ketchup, is what we're saying. 2021. <laughs> am I right? This is what right. happens when radical left is in charge. You're all going to be forced to legally wed <laughs> condiments. Uh, burn some ice, guys. I mean, what is symbolic about seeing like the dissolve of like all the shit, right? Throw some, maybe even if you want to break some glass in the ice, like and just be like, fuck this. I'm breaking the ice symbolically. And then I will pour hot water to see the shit of 2020 dissolve in front of my eyes. What's more symbolic than that? Truly, truly. It's it's a great, like there's alchemy, there's chemistry. So there's magic. And I mean, just even the term burning ice sounds badass. Right? Mm-hmm. Like Brooke Van Poplin and the Ice Burners. Like that's a band name. BVP and the Burners. Um, <laughs> BVP and the Ice Burners. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. And guys, okay, because again, fire and smoke and, you know, cigarettes are one of the oldest vices and way to commune with nature, with tobacco. Go take a smoke break by the dumpster. All right. Even if you're not a smoker, go take, just go take a pull off your, off your, you know, coworker's yeah. cigarette. Or just, you know, like be out, go outside and take a breath in nature, you know, maybe downwind of the dumpster. Cause we know if it's, <laughs> we know, we know, uh, but just be outside and take a minute to yourself outside of the busyness that is the restaurant uh, for a moment for yourself to breathe. Maybe look it up. Look up at the goddamn sky if you can see any stars, you know, just check in with yourself. Um, 
And then with the last one I thought would be like re- just repeating orders in your head over and over again, like we all do all the time to remember them. I'm like, is that a server mantra, Brooke? It, I think it is. Uh, burger, medium rare, mayo on the side, Swiss cheese, side of fries. Oh, that sounds really good right now. Doesn't that sound so good right now? Everything from a restaurant sounds so good right now. I know. Just bring me a delicious food on a plate. No substitutions. Okay, guys. But I love Ugh. it. I love it. You know, the, and these some of these things, you have them at home if you're not currently able to be working in your place you know, of employment. So just a little magic. You got salt. You got ketchup. You got cigarettes. You've got pieces of notebook paper that you can stuff in your apron. So That's totally true. Yeah. Just usher out the bad vibes of 2020. Well, and even like the, um, you know, there's a, there's a moon book Brooke and I have been keen on and I was, I, I bought it and I was reading it and even just a pre-shift meal, like sitting together collectively as a unit over food, um, all like working toward the same thing is fucking magic. That's like your work coven, you know? So the people you're working with, I know we all miss so much and we can get back to it as soon as possible, but like that is community and that is magic. Like you guys create an energy that then like pushes you through your shift and like fucking harnesses the energy to for a good night so that's you know that's all i gotta say about that i love it forest forest gump andrea Uh (laughs) i know fun fact about andrea and i we wanted to initially have a podcast about like being witches being modern yeah but like how to like 101ing 101ing exactly which being a witch um, so we have some cursory, cursory knowledge. It's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Fun tip of history. This would be fun about witches is like the writing the broomstick, like witches used to anoint themselves with hallucinogenics on their private parts and would often use um the ends of broomsticks to put it on because it was like a shape like a wiener. Um, and then they would fly because they were on drugs. So that's a fact. That's fun fact if you guys don't know that one. <laughs> Brian, cut this for the main pod. Uh, no, but the, I'm kidding. It's a good, it's a the good pa- fact. My the- my wig edges. <laughs> uh. Ooh. Okay. Basically, we were like, first of all, working New Year's Eve is already like a hero feat in and of itself. Kudos to you. We're putting big server energy props out there to you all, and we were like, let's name like like let's name some heroes from this year. But then we were like, it's all of you. It's everybody. It's all of you. Any, it's just like, yeah. Anything you, you had got- to go through, you're a fucking hero for doing it. Absolutely. And you like should- you've had so much more to deal with while having like less to deal with. That's like doesn't make any sense. And it's like, if you are, we already were juggling, right? Right. Like that's as servers, what we do. We like juggle, we multitask. And then it's like, Hey, do all that. And then walk on a tightrope and under the tightrope. Uh, if you fall down, you'll die. <laughs> like it's, just, it's a COVID pit. If you don't navigate this, like just so your, you your life is in danger. So that is what you've all had to fucking deal with this year. And we're just, Holy shit. I Everyone's just, a hero. I know. I just picture servers in the weeds, um, basically Pac-Man style, the old arcade version of running from those blue ghosts and those blue ghosts Ugh. are COVID. And you guys were just moving every which way to handle everything that this pandemic threw at you while trying to stay ahead of catching a really scary virus. So all the love to you guys. You fucking crushed it in 2020 i'm so tired um so i think the other thing we talked about 
a few episodes back is, dude, the people who really crush it hard too are the the people, places, things, the traditions, everything that learned how to pivot this year Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is an MVP. You know, you rolled with the punches and maybe you even questioned or proved that the way we used to do things was actually kind of shitty. And we came up with an even better way to do it. You know, Um, I have to say right now, I'm all, I'm not loving curbside. I might continue to do curbside, once we're out of this shit show, because oh, yeah. it's like you're still giving the business, you still tip well, but mm-hmm. everything's, I mean, I know curbside and delivery and pickup are the same thing, but I'm also kind of talking about even just retail shopping and groceries totally. where I'm like, if I know what I want and I just go and I'm like, thank you and walk away. You also get like a small exchange with a human being, which is mm-hmm. nice um, when you have curbside that works at that specific establishment. Not that like people aren't making money off third party you know, delivery services that need to right now, but they also are fickle in their own way. Like we all fucking discuss, but like, um, even where I work, because I haven't been able to perform services. Like I do a lot of curbside where people will want to call and like pick up their product and I run it down to them. And it's my clients who I haven't seen in a long time. And you and quick, just, you quickly smack them across the face and you're like, this is all the touch from my hands. You're getting this year. <laughs> I think it's magic hands. <laughs> uh, but it is just this wonderful thing to be like, I'm here and I'm supporting you and thanks for the stuff. And so, yeah, I agree. Curbside is fucking amazing. And can we uh, also talk about the fact that I, I forgot to write this in our little document that we're working off of, but just like going back to late March and early April, every place that was just like, OK, we never did takeout at this level. Also, we have the ins to grocery chain supply where the gro- actual grocery stores are being wiped. The shelves were being absolutely fucking decimated. Yeah, you could get toilet paper toilet at your paper. favorite fucking restaurant. Right. Like, that's like, incredible. On the menu is two rolls of toilet paper, you know? and Or instead of fortune cookies, you get rolls of toilet paper. Like, I mean, absolutely. Anyone who was thinking forward like that and turned their restaurants into pantries, everyone who learned how to batch cocktails and send them out so they could stay afloat, everyone who was in there getting their staff back in with jobs to do and making it happen, like, dude, pivot, heroes. Oh, yeah. The fact that there's just like booze everywhere to add on to that, like that that cities are just like, yeah, you guys can just drink anywhere. You which guys- then... Which then uh, bars and restaurants get to be like, oh, really? Well, we'll fucking stretch that to the limits and we'll just do walking cocktails for just pop up tour to go window and get yourself a goddamn like Starbucks, like boozy to go cup and walk down the street. Um, I've seen cocktail like ice cream, like old ice cream chucks that are turned into bars <sighs> that like play music when they go up and down the street. It's incredible. Um, this I want to have stay. I think that should stay forever. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I've, I'm like, I'm just like still romanticizing a a food truck, especially one that can serve alcohol. And I've changed my I've changed my idea again. I just want all delicious things that are sh- around, like balls, delicious like meatballs, oh, arancinis, yeah. um, beignets, like. And I'm gonna call the truck Amaze Balls. I love it. I made arancini. They're, I know they're incredible. It's I want them every day. Who doesn't want? like circular fried rice balls everything just everything in ball shape delicious so good okay uh Um, no no touch chip in the credit cards oh it's happening people 
dude, I've been wanting this for so long. Like Apple Pay was kind of the first start, but like I when I've been to Europe and I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, why don't you just have a thing where you can just like touch your chip here? And then I was like, you mean I don't have to like insert my chip? I can just do a no touch. Um, so that's been really good. And obviously, like for more touchless transactions are great. It's it's um it's really wonderful. Um and it's yeah, it's very normalized now here in the States, which has been lovely for just trying to keep your little paws as clean as possible. And you're just like, doink, bye bye. Like, yeah, receipt. Yeah. No, thanks. Um, I, This one, I like when I'm looking at it now, I put down earlier and I was like, oh, the, when you scan the the menu like mm-hmm. barcode and then it pops up on your phone and thinking it leads to less waste and i'm just like oh but there's so much more like to go for i know so, that, like, it doesn't really ugh. right maybe that's something in 2021 that needs to be like a little more like thought out is like waste for to go food you know and like how we can be better about that and i i will say that um yes i'm one of those people who right off the top like when you're like i can't scan the qr code god damn it like i'm not getting it and i turned into grandma with tech and i was annoyed and i was like this is like a 10 minute process to just get a goddamn latte and i was like grumpy and inconvenienced and then you're like where do you have to be right now you bitch figure it out <laughs> this is keeping them in business this is keeping all of us safe and then now that i've got it in the phone boom i i put my order in before i show Mm -hmm. up at the coffee shop and i just walk up and pick up my fucking locks and cream cheese sandwich and i'll fuck there you go then i eat it sneak eat it like a maniac in a car so now it's like (laughs) it's the way i used to complain about the la version of waiting on long line to pay out everything up top and then taking a seat, how that used to really piss me off. But then on the back end, you just leave, you know? And so this Mm -hmm. is my new, where I was feeling resistant and grumpy to new ways of doing things. And now I'm into it and it it keeps everyone safe and paid. Agree. I still think you still have the tables that just still fucking linger, even though they've like paid or are they going to wait to pay on their own or they do it right away i'm still like who are those people that are going to fucking camp after they've done it because it's still going to happen no matter what maybe we should be like ah, can we have a time limit because covid get the fuck out of here you know get out last but not least though you guys we want to shout out to eater we fucking love eater we do They're, they stay on top of their shit uh when it comes to advocating for the restaurant industry workers rights uh what's happening with covid uh in the restaurant world during this pandemic it's just been great and they pivoted like crazy because it just used to be like hey man this is a fun new weird food pop-up and now they're like they were already journalists but they are like journalists and then some who are really documenting the wild changes that have happened to our industry and uh they they deserve awards for the hustle and for the writing and really doing the real work and covering every aspect of it totally absolutely um uh you know we're (laughs) We're going to get into this talk. Speaking of cleaning, being clean for uh, 2021. Yeah. Brooke and I want to take this opportunity to talk a little bit about how in love with our vacuum cleaners we are. Oh, God. You know, 2020 has taken away many aspects of my social life and my joy and what have you. And so you have to get really micro and be thankful for what's in front of you. And Andrea and I both agreed that we love our vacuum cleaners and we love vacuuming yes wow um, I, I did just receive my dyson v11 Ooh, for dyson. Uh, all right the holiday all right christmas um, bitch uh yes it is 
absolutely. It's Dyson's most powerful, uh, intelligent vacuum. Oh. I just have to say that. And it has twice the suction of any other cordless vacuum. Ooh, I like what you're saying. Um, I used it so much that I got a blister on my <laughs> finger. I have... <laughs> Vacuum callus is building as we speak. <laughs> All right. And shout out to anyone else who cleaning your house becomes a way to keep anxiety and existential dread at bay. Cleaning feels like control. Um, my house has just been very clean and vacuuming oh. is deeply satisfying. Uh, and then vacuuming with this beast. I was like, oh, turns out I was disgusting this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> But again, it's not my fault. It's just life accumulates dead skin and dog hair and dust, you know. But here's here's some more farewell to 2020 activity. Give your home the most vacuumed experience ever. Just suck up every last little gross particle of 2020 mm -hmm. into your shark rocket ultralight HV 300 <laughs> trademark, which is what I have and very, very much enjoy <laughs> and spent um, some decent money on that not too long ago. Uh, and just some quick stats. If you're not a Dyson bitch, like fancy <laughs> pants over here at under eight pounds, this ultra lightweight upright vacuum easily converts into a hand vac for versatile wow. floor to ceiling cleaning. It is. Ooh. It comes out at three different sizes in one vacuum, you know, probably like yours where I can take it out and vacuum my car because it goes mm -hmm. down to like a dust buster size. Mm -hmm. Same I, with mine. Um, I get all the cobwebs in my home, uh, although mm -hmm. I leave one alone. I let a little colony of daddy long legs stay up in this corner. Yes, eat the bugs. Eat them up. They eat my mosquitoes. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it offers two storage options. Comes with a hard oh. floor hero, which is a, a bonus. It's it helps pick up surface litter and stuck on debris, so providing superior bare floor cleaning. So, guys, <laughs> check out the Shark Rocket Ultra Light HV 300. Shark Rocket. We, I know. I was like, see, we're just trying to show advertisers that we would be so good with ad placements. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready anyway, for this. In I 2021. feel very blessed to have an amazing vacuum. Um, I do too. It's all I have, but I love it. <laughs> Uh, so some pandemic changes that we're we're grateful for that I think are here for me it's two two per row in an airplane I hope that stays forever <laughs> I'm grateful not. for that change I know I don't know it's not but I'm grateful for that as well you know um doing what you can to, like it supposedly keeps people safer and not crowded and also like it just does feel luxurious who doesn't get so psyched Ugh. when the middle seat is not taken on right. a regular flight and you're like right Fuck yeah I'm putting my I laptop mean, right here dare I say it gets me horny Brooke it's this okay is something, yeah it's oh I hope it stays okay like my horniness just to stay elevated in 2021 that's all I'm saying um, and I have to say, uh, I'm I'm grateful for the pandemic change, uh, which is the normalization of athleisure. Uh, <laughs> listen, I was already a sweatshirt queen. Um, now everyone's biting my style. Everyone's like, oh, look at me wearing a sweatshirt. I'm like, guess who has a sweatshirt in every color of the <laughs> rainbow? Yeah. And it's been my uniform for years. But you know what? Welcome to the comfort party, everybody. It's so good. I counted my sweatshirt pile the other day. I have like 11 sweatshirts at the moment and oh, I was just yeah. like I love every single one with all my heart um not to mention just my sweatpants mm -hmm. I'm telling you and it's like I feel like I look good too I'm just like though that they're a little more tailor-made these mm -hmm. days 
I'm just like, is that a little waste definition? What's going on here? What's, what's like just here? a nice monochrome sweat look, yep. you know? Yep. Like a, a nice high bun. A tapered leg. I'll take oh, it. Yeah. But I, I think, yeah, I think my stretchies are the MVP of 2020. They, I, I've blown out some buns and crotches of my leggings uh, this year. They got a lot of rough wear. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little pilled. They pill before they blow. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> um, there's 2021 changes coming too. Like changes are coming in 2021 where basically um, the minimum wage is going to raise. You know, there are half the states in the U.S. have already said they're going to raise their minimum wage in 2021, meaning that servers for the first time in history um, are going to be making a living wage. This is huge, Brooke. I, I I think it's it's something that we need to not be afraid of and to walk forward and toward it. And we've discussed the merits of um, of why this is ultimately good, because on top of a really much better living wage, you are still going to get tipped. You know, the, pe yeah. the people who are tipping pieces of shit are going to be that way no matter what our minimum wage is. Totally. I think it's going to be wonky at first. And I think that there are going to be and articles I've read, there's going to be companies who are able to kind of take advantage of like tip pooling at the same time where like how it's dis distributed and why it's distributed. Um, but I think ultimately this is just only going to make our lives better, especially because we don't know what we will face um, in the coming year, years with like how restaurant industry is going to move forward uh, while we get a hold on this virus. So I, I think and one thing, um, and this is from Eater, of course, of is course. that menu prices are going to go up. Mm -hmm. And that's just that because we've been underpaying for food forever. I mean, you go to a place like Iceland, which Brooke and I have been together. Um, shit is expensive. It is. You uh, you think twice about going out to eat for every meal. You're like, oh, my, yeah. a $24 bare bones hamburger. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like a $40, $45 pasta. You know what I mean? Like there's things that are accounting for this that are it's going to be labor costs first and foremost. So everyone's getting a fair wage, not to mention the fact that, you know, the food that is grown needs to be paid for. And those people need to be paid a fair wage, too. So that's the reflection that everybody's just going to see on menus from now on. Right. That that fast fashion, fast food, fast everything comes at the expense of workers and laborers. And fuck that. Uh-uh. You know, like, yeah, prices need to go up to reflect um, giving the rest of the world who provide this service um, a dignified you know, paycheck at the end of every week. Yeah. But when you're seeing like local places advertising, um, like this great place, uh, uh, Zazzy in San Francisco, um, is doing, you know, great work. So basically all of our menu prices, they include a living wage, revenue share, paid family leave, fully funded health and dental insurance, Ooh, pay time off yeah, yeah. 401ks with uh, an employer match for all our hardworking employees. And it says that on the menu. Um, so Megan Cornelius, who is the owner, uh, along with other, you know, like she is basically like regulars see this and they become even more dedicated customers. Mm -hmm. And, and then 
people are excited to be there because they know that they are supporting this business and all of the people that work so hard to make this business work. Absolutely. It, this is uh, utopia. It is way. utopia. <laughs> it, it, it paves the way for service industry being able to be unionized and to be yep. protected. And if a pandemic ever hits again, this will never fucking happen to us again. Those yeah. of us who have made it, which, you know, I don't we didn't want to do anything sad on this episode, but a serious, sincere shout out to all of the food, um, all the food destinations that didn't survive this fucking pandemic because of our yeah, government. Yeah, absolutely. I, honestly, like if we did like an in memoriam, it would be a it would be four episodes, I think, in a row. Like yeah. I, this is the sad truth. Of and it. and we know it. So we didn't want to, you know completely revisit sad shit because there are things to look forward to that are going to change the way you know how to do this career. And it's, it's great. I th- I think it's hopefully really, really exciting and will benefit all of us, even if it feels bumpy and crazy um, and mystifying at first, you know, maybe the same way we feel about the vaccines. Uh, yeah. I get it. You're, you're, you know, I hope and think everyone will really benefit from this and uh, it feels scary. It feels unknown, but Guess what? My mom, I told you my mom is going to be administering vaccines, COVID yeah, vaccine to uh, health incredible. workers next week. So did she get her vaccine already too? Uh, well, because she had COVID, I don't know where she is in line, but oh, she'll, that's interesting. she'll probably she'll get still, it. Like, be, She's probably there. Yeah. Um, and then I, my I was mom like, got it. My sister got it. I'm oh, just nice. like, I, I told all of them too. I was like, this is the only year you guys can be better than that. You, I know that you're better than me on any given Christmas. Cause you've had the vaccine. You've had the vaccine. I'm also like, um, Hey mom, like, why don't you swap two of them vials and mail it to Los Angeles? Oh dear. dear. Oh, she'd um, be in big trouble. Okay. Um, so there's a new documentary on CNN that's like talking again, like again, not making things too sad, but something that you guys can watch or just tell everybody Ooh, okay. else to go watch called Restaurant Hustle 2020 all on the line. And we're basically seeing just how people are surviving um, throughout the pandemic and what people have to overcome, whether they they stay open or they close. So this is like definitely one thing that I recommend you guys watch, I, have a good cry, or just say to other people, this is what I'm fucking going through here. Watch yes, this. Yes, yes. I, I think when you can be armed with like, instead of just being in a fight on Twitter with somebody who's not going to listen to you anyways, because everyone's yeah. just made up their own damn mind about what they want to believe. It's just being able to be like, look, watch this. This is pain. This is suffering. This is like barely scraping by and people are still managing to do it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch that, Andrea. I think that's a great way to kind of commemorate and be proud of what we have done and accomplished and to know that this will forever face, uh, forever change the face of our industry. It had to, it was time to change. And I'm so sorry that there were casualties. It took a fucking pandemic to legitimize, to legitimize so many aspects of life, the restaurant industry being one of them. And I know that there's things that we miss and that we can't wait to have back, but it's like, but what have we gained and what will we gain? You know, right? through, through all of this, I think. I know who my real friends are. You you were talking about like um, <laughs> it being scary and wonky, but like some of the biggest decisions I've made in my life that have made me bigger and better than what I am now are so fucking fear-based that you just have to like ride the wave of fear and overcome it. And then you just come out the other side and you're just like, this is so much better than I ever thought it would be. Um, And, and I do think that change is really necessary to, to rise above the shit and become a more evolved like structure, you know? Cause comfort doesn't mean it was functioning. Yeah. You know, the devil, you know, is, is, you know, 
not necessarily the best thing. So uh, seeing a lot of people say, I can't wait to get back to normal. That shit wasn't normal, y'all. Yeah. It just yeah. was I mean, what sitting it, at a bar drinking with you, yes. like while we cackle right. and fawn all over each other. Those are things that I really want. Right. Um, of course. But, but but knowing that like the the there's a more secure future for everybody that is like helping to provide me with my good time. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm thankful uh, for you in 2020. I'm so Andrea. fucking thankful for you, Brooke. I love you. Two pieces. Uh, um, I had the most crazy realization. Um, that I was like, oh yeah. So the people who don't believe in the virus are probably the same people that don't believe in tipping. Is what I. <laughs> Once again, a real Venn diagram moment. Um, I mean, things have really come full circle. I was like, well, if these guys don't believe in tipping, what else do they not believe? They Turns out anything really. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> wild. Um, well, we'll wrap up saying that. Honestly, we are so thankful that we have grown um, because of you, our listeners, and we have been just delighted to provide a weekly haven for everyone to sound off, remember the good old days, complain about what's currently happening. Um, This is the most inspired project I've ever been a part of in my adult life. I gave myself chills. I love it. I love it too. Um, Thanks you guys so much for listening. And we're again, being able to provide entertainment to you guys like on, on the weekly, like you guys tell us makes us so happy and Holy shit, Brooke, what therapy to be in this with you to be able to do this show every week and (laughs) laugh my fucking ass off and wear a goddamn wig. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and listen to dogs bark in the background and to have Brian fucking working Thank hard you, for Brian. us, making this sound awesome. Brian Michael Lucas, special thanks to him for making this happen with us too. He's a fucking um, warrior who continues to almost get COVID. Let's keep him safe <laughs> in 2021. <laughs> right? Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, and I will say one more one more thing that I read. And you, if you guys didn't know, um, frontline food workers are are going to be first in line to to get shots. So, which is incredible. We'll, we'll be here to talk you through it when it's coming. We will try and turn up any and all info we can get, and and try and paint a you know a good picture of why you should do it. But I think it was so cool. My mom is so excited to vaccinate frontline workers. Oh, I bet. My sister, when I talked to her about getting the vaccine, she was like, "I feel like a fucking." superhero yes and I my, was my like, mom was like, like my mom said i want to be part of this historic vaccine it's incredible yeah um all right well i love you bro very you much too. happy goddamn new year you guys well you know what we say at the end of every episode godspeed and good tips and a and good 2021 to you and shock rockets for all Shut, 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 shut,